0: This episode is brought to you by the Struggle for Meaning newsletter. This is a newsletter that I, Gregor Thompson, write every week and give it to you for free in your inbox every Sunday. If you're struggling to get projects off the ground, if you're finding it difficult to be productive, if you're feeling unmotivated, then I would suggest signing up for the Struggle For Meaning newsletter. It's where I provide the philosophies surrounding struggle and meaning and why to be productive, disciplined, and to live a purposeful life, you must volunteer yourself to struggle. Basically the whole idea is that we're all chasing happiness and pleasure, but Unfortunately, happiness comes and goes. It's very hard to grasp, it's very fleeting. But the one thing that's inevitable in our lives is that we will struggle, whether that's from unexpected struggles or whether it's struggles that we embrace. So working out or meditating or ice baths, all of these things are struggles that we embrace in our lives that are healthy and productive. And the newsletter will show you how to do that more and be more fulfilled in your life. So as well as an article surrounding why we should embrace struggle I'll also provide tips, techniques and strategies for doing so As well as songs, movies, podcasts and book recommendations to help along the way This is completely free, it always will be free And to sign up, all you have to do is go to gregorthompson.com Which will be linked in the show notes Type in your email and then you're good to go I promise you this will not clog up your email And it is a very, very valuable content I hope you enjoy it and I hope you enjoy the podcast. But before we get into the podcast, I just wanted to ask if you could like, subscribe or follow wherever you're listening. It genuinely means a lot and it's the number one way you can support the podcast and myself. You can also stay up to date with everything concerning the podcast and the Struggle for Meaning newsletter by following my social media channels. They'll all be linked below in the show notes. And you can also watch the podcast on my YouTube channel, which is Gregor Thompson, all one word. Again, that'll be linked below. All right, guys, let's get on to the podcast. So this is episode 24 of the In Context Podcast, and my guest is former Saatchi advertising maestro, Dominic Omira, who wants to show us all how to use social media more ethically with his new startup, Supernova. Basically, it's a better and more ethical way to use social media compared to the giants like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, because 60% of their ad revenue is going towards an action fund where users decide how that cash is divided between eight casual areas. So those areas could be homelessness or it could be human rights. And to me, it beats all of the ad revenue from Facebook and Instagram going into Mark Zuckerberg's pocket. So it's a much better way to use social media. It looks not dissimilar to Instagram. It's a great app. I'm hoping it'll take off because it's a very optimistic and just a much more ethical way to use social media. I think we're all crying out for that based on the negative effects of social media at the moment. I'll let Dominic explain it more, but for now, this is my conversation with Dominic Omira. Let's start with what led you to starting Supernova then? Yeah,
1: sure. What a good question. Well, um I've worked my entire life in advertising. That's the adult life in advertising. And and that, Gregor, is what I wanted to do from a child. Um yeah, from very young. I I I was, you know, I remember there was a TV commercial I saw, you know, when I was nine years old, and I remember what it was for. And I thought, God, I'd, you know, I'd really like to make those. And uh, I was just, I was just always very fascinated with, um, you know, with the ability of, uh, of the TV to reach people. And then as I discovered other media, just the concept, I think, really, of, um, of being able to share your thoughts with large, you know, with, with a large group of people with a group of people and that always captured my imagination i was always very fond of um you know uh, movies and tv shows and um i saw that advertising was a way of, of bringing those two things together in an environment that would be slightly more stable i was actually than, than say going into uh, movies per se or into acting or something like that so i i, I was very um captivated by advertising right from the off um, you know, sort of set my set to getting into the industry, and I was told it was quite competitive and quite difficult. And actually, it certainly was back then. Um, but I got sponsored by uh, uh, the wonderful Cadbury's to do a business degree, and then I was very, very, uh, you know, lucky. Really, I got a, 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 um, I got to join Saatchi and Saatchi, kind of at their height, really, that era of Saatchi's, anyway, as they were becoming the world's favorite advertising agency kind of like the only agency most people have heard of really and I joined them as a graduate trainee and just began my career and I was hooked right from the outset I mean that's that's it's what I'd wanted to do and I you know I loved it I loved doing it so started doing advertising started my just and then just went through the evolution that you go through if you're sort of like pretty committed to to your job I guess I I, you know I just progressed as far as I could then started my own thing in Amsterdam, um, about seventeen years ago, I started my own ad agency in Amsterdam called Community, and, and um, I, you know, it was a successful boutique, a smallish agency, but but successful. We had global business, you know, global accounts from Canon, TomTom, Tom, Adidas, Philips, um, you know, so um, and some others. So we did we did well, and I could see, um, you know, maybe it's like. 10 years ago now that uh, things were starting to change for this industry that I you know had loved so much and that I'd uh, been so much a part of my life and the thing that was changing really was the evolution of social media I mean digital digital tech, you know digital media in in general but uh, you know the arrival of Google for example search all of these things that have come with the internet that were not there um, 15 20 years ago um, but if I point if I could if I could name one thing, it would be social media that's really changed the landscape as I see it anyway. And you know, after a certain point, um, it was became kind of the only game in town. I mean, that is what advertisers wanted to talk about, is what they, you know, became very uh captivated by. And I felt, well, I I need to get into this more, I need to understand it more. And um as I started to, I, I realized that there was an enormous capacity here um, for social media that was so highly prized by advertisers for the two things to come together, really, um, uh, to the benefit of the audiences that they're reaching. Because social media companies don't really have the costs and expense of other media channels. Uh, TV, you know, they don't have to start studios, they don't have to pay actors, they don't have to pay reporters, they don't even have to pay for paper or ink. They don't really have the kind of setup costs, and so far as technology, it's true, it's undoubtedly uh, a setup cost, and it's not cheap. It's enormously scalable. I mean, once you've built uh, code, uh, you've kind of got your model, you've got your machine, you've got your, you know, you've got your, you've got your channel. You don't necessarily need vast numbers of people or huge amounts of buildings. You know, the costs are pretty lean. It, struck, it seemed to me. And I thought, well, there's an enormous opportunity there and it's not really being shared very fairly, I don't think. There's, there's so much. I mean, I work in, I mean, I, I know advertising, I know the kind of margins that were involved before you start looking at this. And uh, it's not, I just don't think this is being uh, very democratic, uh, democratically shared. So I felt there was a, a huge opportunity there, really. And um, I started to think about how to what, sort of, what, what could I do about it? And as I say, I had this ad agency, so I came up with a concept um, that shared, that was before Supernova, actually was a forerunner to Supernova. Um, and it's where I learned a lot, largely about what not to do, I might say. But, you know, you, you've got to go through it. And pretentiously, for a minute, if, if Instagram had bourbon, then Supernova had a forerunner called bar b double double and um i invested my you know, a lot of my money and my time in finding out how to make um a, a more democratic social network and my initial idea was that you would share we would share the advertising revenue um with the content creators that seemed like a very democratic thing to do it seemed like a natural thing to do so that's what i set out and we did with Babu. um the Thing is that, that, that I learned a few things. One is that Bagaloo is not a particularly catchy name. People, you know, want to struggle <laughs> with it. Bagaloo, Boogaloo, Bagaloo. And, um, and and I come from a background where I know that these sort of things are just you know really fundamentally important. You have to have a brand name that's memorable and that is motivating. And and really Bagaloo wasn't either of those two things. So it was quirky, but it uh, and it defined what we did in the first place because. The initial idea was that you would use a QR code you'd scan a QR code to get into um, the app that we developed. So, you know, barcode, bringing together the online and offline worlds, bar. So it was a sort of definitive of what it did, but it, it, it just wasn't catchy. The other thing is that um, there was no need to limit it to, to, to the scanning of QR codes that, if anything, was a restriction. So there was no need for that, um, we discovered. And then uh, there were some other problems. The next one was that this idea of democratizing by sharing with the content creators is a lovely idea, but you know you know what? You're not talking about a lot of money, not really. I mean, our users generate, our community generate about the same amount of money for us per head as Facebook's generate for them, which is to say roughly three pounds a month, three to four pounds a month. Even if you split that down the middle, you know, and go 50 50 on it that's going to be like one pound 50 um, for your average you know community member that's not a fortune um, and it's only going to be motivational to people who really need the money now those people really need help and i don't want supernova to help them um, but advertisers need to be advertising to people that can afford to buy their products so what you have actually is a problem because you, you're, you're attracting an audience that isn't going to attract a very high advertising premium. And that's just an economic fact. So you're better off, I discovered, making it a completely altruistic proposition, which is to say, look, you guys, the, the, the content creators, the community, you come in and nominate which charities you want to benefit from your top participation, but you won't get any money directly because there's no point, it's too little. It's too little period for the individual, but if it's combined, it's a heck of a lot. Um, so that was the second part of the proposition, the uh, second thing I worked out, which was to turn everything uh, towards a, a purposeful outcome, a purpose-led outcome, an altruistic end benefit. That was the second part of it. And the third part of it was to work directly with the advertisers um, because when, as with Bargly, you work, I was I was working through, um, I sha not go into too much detail about it, but what amounts to a sort of um, ecosystem that means there are a lot of Uh, people in the middle and my experience of doing that was those that that absorbs all of the margin that you might otherwise be well in the case of big social networks keeping this profit or in our case giving to charities you need to remove that layer of middlemen and it's quite a layer um, and work directly with the advertisers wherever possible and Those were the three things that I I, I realized coming out of it. And so, you know, about 18 months ago, all of that had crystallized for me. And so we had a new name, Supernova, a new proposition. It's the social network that gives back. And not too long after that, um, about, you know, shortly after that, we were able to, 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 to bring on board our first sponsor. And there are others that we've spoken to as well, but our first sponsor, Asics, who are a terrific company um and who you know have as their own outlook you know movement from mind uh, and they are a very authentic purpose-led brand and it's important to us that we only work with authentic purpose-led brands by the way we, we another reason we wouldn't have this ecosystem uh, uh with anybody being able to advertise on supernova is that some advertisers um don't necessarily have this, a, a similar ethos to ours and that would be a confusing element, we think, in our own ramp proposition. proposition. But that's how it came about. That's how that's it happening. happened. I, you know I, I I'd worked a long time in an industry that I could see could do a lot for good, and I didn't think that it was doing as much as it could, so I started something that does. It's kind of it. So I knew if I, and I think that that same model and approach could be replicated in countless industries. I, I only know advertising, and that's why I'm doing it in advertising, but I feel sure that the same could apply in energy, banking you name it i i don't see why not um i just feel that uh you know social media is a, is an example of where there is a huge amount of wealth being concentrated into a very small number of hands and that just doesn't seem right to me not when it's something particularly when it's something that has society as a stem word uh in its category description um you know i don't see how social media would be something that benefits such a tiny section of society. And, and it seems can be quite dangerous to the health of, of quite a large section of society. So we want to correct those things. And that, another reason we're called supernova is that, um, or the other reason we're called supernova is because we want to light up a new era in social media. And the supernova is simply the brightest thing in the universe. So uh, it's what we want to be we want to be the brightest most positive thing in the universe of social media and that's what we're um you know that's what we're, that's what we are and that's what we're you know letting the world know about now thanks to podcasts like yours
0: i think well one of the one of the ways i prepare for this podcast is watching i don't know if you've seen it on netflix a social dilemma so i've re-watched that oh, for yeah. A time. oh yeah i know and well, so, yeah um and It seems like this is the solution that they're all talking about is that sort of ethical, meaningful connections, but meaningful connections between people and advertisers, meaningful connections between people and um, their social media. How how are you tackling the, so Facebook, Instagram are obviously causing massive problems with um, kids' mental health. It's called, they're very addictive. How are you, are you, are you, is that in your mind at all with Supernova?
1: Yeah, it is absolutely. I think that's probably the greatest role that we're going to play. As a matter of fact, it's certainly our largest, the biggest objective. Um, I've got two Gen Zs myself. And uh, as a parent, I'm concerned for the mental health of a generation that's grown up really only knowing social media and social media usage. Um, and I don't see that this. You know this is about to change anytime soon i mean the, the data we see is that what like four billion people now use social media i think it's four trillion hours as a figure that always stuns me so i kind of in amazement um recall it uh yeah four trillion hours we'll collectively spend using social media this this coming in this next 12 month period an average of, for an average of two and a half hours a day anyway sorry to your point yeah it uh it is, uh, it is very much on my mind that, you know, something that we need to do, so we have this opportunity to do something about um, the erosive effect, corrosive effect of um, really self comparison that we see on other social networks um, and where, where, they, where they factored that into their user experience as a kind of reward for taking part or at least a motivation for taking part it's partly what's made it so addictive, I think. So what we're, uh, uh, what we're looking to do is kind of turn it on its head um, in terms of an experience. So through a complex collection of techniques that we've employed on Supernova, the experience is one that actually makes you feel uplifted rather than downcast. So if you become, I suppose, addicted, it's not a word that I'd choose to use, but if you become, um, you know, uh, if you want to use, if you find that you'll find yourself wanting to use supernova a lot, it's because it makes you feel really, it makes you feel good. And it makes and it because you're doing good is partly what's underpinning it. And I think that's one of the strongest um, motivations for one of the strongest, most enduring, um, you no know, reasons to feel good is that you you know you, what you're doing is good you know and we see this in X and we see this in other areas where dopamine is incurred like, like induced like in exercise and that's a positive and quite addictive but positive experience that you have because you're you know you're out maybe you're out running somewhere or you're in a gym or whatever it is but there's a there's a there's a feeling of physical and mental well-being that's going on well in a similar way or in a in a comparable way I'd hope anyway. You know um supernova um plays to that side of your um emotion which is made to feel better because you're doing good you see whenever you use supernova you are automatically supporting the cause. and because uh, you know as you on as you come on board supernova you need to, to select one from one of eight causes which uh you know which one you're going to support within each causal area we have charity partners and and as you Uh, As you then use Supernova, um, you will be supporting that cause. Now, when you post, you don't have to support. You don't have to post to support your cause, um, but it is a more proactive way to do so. And when you post, if people like your post, their likes are like votes for your causal area to get a share of our action fund. Similarly, when you like someone else's post, then your, your like is a vote for their cause. So it's not so much the narcissism of being liked that's the motivation for you on Supernova. It is more the altruism of your cause getting supporters and that you're part of a community or a group of people who are collectively supporting that cause. So you're not alone. So the presence of likes for your content or absence of them are less a comment on how whether people like you or not, or whether people are failing to respond to you or not. Um, it's more, you know, a moment to celebrate on behalf of your chosen cause, or just to not get quite as many likes as, as the next person and cause have got. And in the and, and, and in the app, you see that community and communal collective spirit, I know we're on a probably audio, so I don't know if anybody's gonna see this, but if you go to the app and you look at the action fund, you will see the number of likes that have been received across the network uh, for the eight different causal areas expressed as a percentage. And that percentage is then a percentage of the total action fund that we, supernova, put into um, the pot to be distributed. And supernovas, I would add, supernovas are kind of like a super-like, basically. You give a supernova when you see something you love. And that supernova is worth ten times the normal-like a regular-like, so it's like ten votes. And to give a supernova, you have to first earn one, and you earn one through, uh, you know, good good citizenship, if you like, through being a good person, through liking, engaging, um, being involving, inclusive, kind, uh, inviting others, liking things, not being called out for any, you know, misbehavior by our twenty four seven human moderators who are there to ensure there is no toxicity, and eventually you will earn the right to give a supernova, and you know that you have when the supernova symbol glows on on the posts. And when you give it, you will be treated to a um, a visual effect. So I'm going to show you what it's like, Greg, or I know that we can't show the audience right now, but at least you'll see it. So I'm going to like this, I'm going to give this post a supernova. And when I do, this is what happens. You see a an animated uh, supernova explosion comes in front of you. and I get to see that as the person that gives it, but the person that gets it doesn't. And what we're saying is that it's better to give than to receive Mm -hmm. through a, a number of, you know, different tactics, techniques on Supernova, which, you know, add up to quite a complexity of things. We are basically, you know, conditioning, setting out, creating a space which is about positivity and kindness, not about, Negativity and toxicity, and the people that come to Supernova want to sustain that. They're not. They're not coming here to recreate another toxic environment. That's what they're leaving or transitioning away from from the ones they're already on. Um, so we don't have to do too much human um, policing and human moderation. Actually, we we have human moderators, but I sometimes think they're like Barcelona's goalkeepers. You know, amongst the best training <laughs> in the world, but with nothing to do, because. We've so far served, you know, in just the six months we've been going, we've served 10 million pieces of content already, uh, you know, in posts and comments. And you could count the number that have been contrary to our charter on the on the fingers of, you know, your hands and toes. There have hardly been any. Those that have been there have been removed immediately, and none of them have been extreme or profane. And that, that I can only imagine was because people that come to Supernova kind of get it. They kind of know it's just not a place to come fussing and fighting in the world, in the words of the great late Bob Marley. You know, it's a um, it's place to come and, you know, we're, we're for more love and less hate. That's what we're all about. Uh, and so, yes, it is very much on our minds. And what, what, we, what we are therefore sitting out to do is create a, uh, um, you know, a social, net, social media environment, because it looks like the world needs one and wants one. Uh, so a social media environment where more of those four trillion hours can be spent uh, in a positive and purposeful pursuit Um, and that we think is going to be a very beneficial thing for the mental health of this generation and future generations that that, that clearly have have expressed a very very clear and um, you know habitual intent to to use uh social media Mm
0: -hmm. and so with the, the human moderators yeah, are you planning on always having human moderators, even yeah. if it grows to billions of users? Will that yeah. always be? We'll always
1: have human moderation, moderators. Now, what we will do as we get, as we do get bigger and as we scale, is that we will get, um, you know, more efficient at the way we do it. I don't know because it makes it sound like we're not efficient now. What I mean is that we will have, we have uh, plans and techniques. One is, for example, we will create, if you like, centurions, or we'll have one moderator you know, in groups for every hundred members that come. So we'll have, we'll involve the community in moderation. doesn't mean that we will devolve moderation to the community, we will just involve them more in it. We will still have our moderators and they will still uh, have a group, a number of groups for which they're responsible. But within those groups, every hundredth member will have to be a moderator or else the group won't be able to grow above its next hundred thresholds. So that's one thing that we'll do. And also, um, artificial intelligence will help us. I don't want to deny, uh, I, I, do, I don't deny that artificial intelligence uh, will be, is already, and, pro- and I can imagine, will become an increasingly valuable tool in, um, you know, in the moderation of social media. I'm already aware of technology, um, which we're looking to uh, involve in Supernova, which is excellent technology and that works um, for verbal Uh, moderation, visual, not so much, not yet anyway. So I I think that um, artificial intelligence, which we haven't yet started to properly use, and we're also developing our own uh, as well. We haven't yet started to deploy that. That is gonna help us, uh, you know, in moderating larger numbers, larger amounts of content uh, in a shorter amount of time. Um, But, you know, yeah, we will absolutely, um you know keep high levels of human moderation in short we'll do whatever we have to do to keep our record roughly where it is now or as close as we humanly can to it it's very difficult to beat where we are at the moment because we're at zero percent if we've served 10 million pieces of content and about 20 have been toxic you know you would call that as next to zero percent as you as you would reasonably get without lots of decimal places Uh, and that's kind of we want to stay somewhere somewhere near that Uh, but we'll definitely we we'll definitely keep on top of it, and if that if that means we'll have thousands of human moderators, then so be it. Because that's what I think we that's what I think we are. I think I think that we are responsible, you know, for the effect. I don't think we can just say, "Well, we can't get to it because we're too big." Don't get so big then. I mean, I, I just think it's a very irresponsible, con- you know, um, it's, a, it's a it's an excuse for an excuse. It's not even an excuse. Sorry, we couldn't. We, we you know, sorry, it's not our fault because we're just simply too big. <laughs> I mean, who else would? where else would you would you accept that as a reason for um you know product inadequacy so uh, so no i don't think we'll be we, we will look to avoid that um uh, so, so i think that's what we're here to do as i say if we if we don't do that then we're not doing what we we set out to do and after all this time uh we are going to do what we set out to do
0: and so the the flagged content that human moderators will view what sort of content would be flagged or what isn't acceptable
1: well we try to we try to I mean, it's a broad question that okay. and we try to sum it up as best we can within our community guidelines um, but there are obvious things I mean sorry the obvious one I say they're obvious but I, I, the ones we can all imagine really I mean anything that's you know racist sexist misogynistic, any other things that are you know, Bound to cause offense. Um, Things that are overt. It's all in. It's it's quite a long list, and it's all in the um, uh, 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 you know in in our community standards. You know, references to drugs, to violence, to any of the things that you know, in short, are going to be negative or of a you know, or of a disturbing. Um, orientation, and I would call all of those, but, but I would call all of those, well, and I would call all of those reasonably obvious if you if you come at it from the point of view that we're creating a positive social network, wherein I would liken the experience, you know, something in the neighborhood of Disney is kind of where we're at. So, if you wouldn't do it at Disneyland, you shouldn't do it on Supernova. It's kind of where we're at. To keep it really sim- to keep it simpler, um, but you know, I've given you a few specifics. The the critical thing, and this is where human moderation comes in and where uh, machine learning, you know, has a lot to learn, (laughs) is in intent. It's the intent of um, someone's comment or someone's post that really makes a difference. And that is something that requires uh, human, uh, requires an element of judgment um, and um, emotive, emotive reasoning and judgment. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's not an easy one um, mm-hmm. but um, you know mostly people kind of know what I mean you know and um, we have moderators that are trained uh, and sensitive to these things and we have you know a content stream which is reflective of the fact that we've demonstrably been able to do it and we'll just keep on doing it mm. I mean we're not you, try- yeah. well, I
0: was going to say uh, well, well, I was going to say, well, you allow political content, or no. is that
1: no, yeah. no political content, specifically okay. not. What a good question! I should have specified that in the the in the the things that aren't allowed. No, politics is not allowed. You're not allowed to lobby as a politician. You're not allowed to have a political page. We think that politics is a particularly divisive and unnecessary um, thing. Um, on our social network. There are others where they, you know, it's it's grist of the mill and it's kind of what it's all about, a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we think it's exactly the sort of thing, and very specifically that sort of thing, that 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 leads to tension and dispute. So we we ask you to leave that at the door. Um, you would just instantly be removed if you start politically lobbying for any political. Uh, persuasion there are certain beliefs and there are certain active activations or activities or or, um, that have a political overtone and again uh, um, that would kind of boil down to intent Um, just because somebody might be going to a rally um, if it's done so in a kind of peaceable and, and if that rally is not, overt, not overtly political, in other words, it's not a, for a particular political party, but it might be for a point of view which is known to be supported by a particular wing of, of uh, the world, of the community. Depends how that post is done. We wouldn't encourage it by and large. we prefer it not to be. It's not why we're here. There are so many other places that you can go and bang your drum um, it's just not supernova. is just not. Well, there's no point. You won't get much of an audience reaction because the audience here doesn't want to be part of that. That's why they've come to supernova. Yeah.
0: And so, you, I suppose you've got on the other end of that spectrum, you've got Elon Musk ta- trying to take over Twitter. What do you have a yeah. view on that? On his? Yeah, great. Go
1: Elon. I would say because um, the more that uh, he uh, he and his um, you know, a- 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 approach. Uh, goes to Twitter then then there is the you know free-for-all environment that certain people you know that that, that are swayed. of people look, I think it's a little bit like this, you know um, I think it's the moment to use this analogy in this conversation which is that uh, as I told you I've been in advertising quite a long time and I've been in media all my life pretty much and I've been a student of media you know uh, throughout that time and Uh, I think we've just been through an era that was a little bit like the introduction of TV in the 1950s. And it took about 30 years for any new channels to arrive, because for the first 30 years, people would say, what, another channel? What do you want another channel for? We've got one. Well, it's only very recently that people have started to open up that the world might need something other than the one social network, pretty much, that it's got, or even the two or the three. Um, And it was about the turn of this century uh, that we still only in the UK had about you know five channels or something like that it was towards the end of the 90s when things got finally digitized and now we have hundreds of channels and couldn't imagine what we would do if we only had five channels to choose from. What a ludicrous idea that would be why would we want to restrict ourselves we, we would say, to just five channels. Well, the, host- the, the hostility that there was and discredit that was given to, the notion of having more than a handful, tiny handful of social media as if it was too exhausting to press another app button, you know, is something that's that's only lifting now as a new generation come through. that are quite frankly bored rigid of the existing uh, op- options that they had. So I think Elon can do Twitter and I can do Supernova and Mark can do whatever he's doing and, and other guys <laughs> and girls out there can do whatever channels, they, whatever uh, you know social networks they're doing. And there's quite enough eyes and quite enough hours in those four trillion currently being spent to go around. Um, I just don't think people will come to, people won't come to Supernova to have a wrangle or an argument or to fuss and to fight any more than they'd go to Twitter to try and help the aged, you know, um, or to try and help society or to try and help the mental health of a generation. They're just, it's just not the priority uh, when going to um, when going to, it's, it's a question of yeah, it's a question of the, the priority that you'll have for a particular choice of a particular network, uh, just as you would for a particular TV channel. I think the two things are quite comparable, and I suspect that the way that uh, the market will evolve, with the market that the you know that the the, the 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 landscape will evolve now for uh, for social media is perhaps along similar lines to that for you know, TV, you know, in, in a sense. Mm. tv i think you know so yeah so there we are each to their own i would say
0: Mm. i think that like the way i view it is that there's two there's two significant issues with the way social media is now and one is um it's restrictions of, of speech and the other one is um problems with like the negativity that social media brings and the the addictive nature of it and the Mm. like there there's like me, the meaningless meaning, meaninglessness nature of it. <laughs> and i think yeah the problem is the way to the way to solve that is you can't have one app that solves both those issues because no. if you have if you have one that says freedom you can say whatever you want mm. but we also want you to be positive that's not gonna it's not gonna oh, work no, no, so no, i no. think that's that's the way elon musk is if that is his target and that is where he moves twitter to then that's great. And I think what you're doing as well, those are the two apps that solve those problems. One needs to be connect, connect meaningful, make meaningful yeah. connections. And the other one needs to be completely free without any restrictions. Right. Um, I, think, so I, think,
1: yeah. I think to a certain degree, Twitter is the yin to our yang, actually. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. and I don't I don't have any problem with that at all. As I say, I welcome it, actually, because um, what we, I think, will find and what we are finding, um, but as, you know, we have yet for enough people to hear about us to know we exist, um, but that will that will happen. It's happening. It'll happen faster as we get you know more investment. But it's happening anyway. Um, it'll happen faster with more investment because we'll simply be able to afford you know not so much product improvements although that's partly part of it. No, we'll be able to afford the tools of PR and the tools of marketing, you know, the levers of those a lot. It's just the simple truth. Um, but. Um, but what, what what I think we'll see happening is that the silent majority, because that's what I think it is, the silent majority who want to, yeah, use social media because it's fun. You know, it is. It's quite good fun. You know, you, I mean, you get to, you know, share pictures nice and quickly, nice and promptly with a group of people that you know, and then occasionally with people that you don't know and didn't know before. And it's in an environment and in a you know it's it's like going to a party, you know, and, and I think social networks are different types of parties. Um, if you go to a dinner and and behavioral codes of those different types of parties differ too. If you go to a if you go to a dinner party, you know that you by and large, you know, you're gonna go and sit down, have a glass of wine or two, and, you know, make reasonably polite conversation and you have a pretty nice time and you'll be you know thankful to the host and you know you're going to do that if you go to a fairly boozy barbecue you know that's like likely to run on to the evening you know that you know the light that as it gets darker the music's going to you know as the lights go down as the sun goes down the music's going to go up you know it's going to get quite noisy there'll be revelry as we call it there might be a mosh pit you know and generally speaking behavior will be slightly different well I think it's not so not so dissimilar in a social network. You kind of know how you need to behave when you go to these places, and there's it goes to different networks, and there's 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 few surprises. If at a dinner party you start throwing beer around, you're just going to be asked to leave, and that's not so likely to happen at the boozy barbecue. But people that have just gone for a quiet chat perhaps won't have quite you know quite such a nice time, and they'll leave themselves and. You know, go in search of it or wait till the next invite to identify. It's not a million miles from it. And I think that the silent, for me, the silent majority, I suspect, are on the dominant social networks at the moment because they haven't been given the choice. They're back in the 90s, they're somewhere in between 1950 and 1980 in TV, you know, the TV analogy. The other channels just haven't been made available yet, or if they have been, they're unaware of that. And when they do become aware of them, they will start to watch them or to use them or to progress it into the app analogy to social media, to join them. And when they do, they will find, when they join Supernova, they will find there is every bit as much social networking going on as on any of the other social networks. But um, there are some very notable absences. There's no, um, you know, sort of like name calling. There's no rudeness. Uh, there's no profanity, there's just none of the stuff in there that could bother you or upset you or just bring you down for the day. That just doesn't happen on Supernova. What you're going to find is that it's fun, it's inclusive, it's polite, it's respectful, it's kind. It's kind of like you would imagine you would expect to be if you met somebody in real life, you know. And like uh, humanity had kind of evo- has kind of evolved itself to expect as the norm over millennia. You know, it's only really, I think, in this last 15, 20 years social media experiment, because that's still what it is, it's still a less than a blink of an eye, half a blink of an eye, in terms of evolution. And yet it's impacted us so hugely, beca- because it's caught on so quick. I don't think, I've not, I'm not aware of anything having caught on in the history of humankind quite as quickly, you know, Um, and being used quite as much as a common denominator. I mean, religions didn't uh, reach this kind of success anywhere near as quickly. Christianity has got to about 2 billion. It's taken 2000 years to do it. You know, uh, Facebook's managed 4 billion (laughs) in barely over a decade. I mean, of course, it's not as treated as a religion, but I, I am just saying in terms of people that have something in common that are part of a community and they are, and they do. Because there's so little choice, I would subscribe. That's coming into it. As choice emerges um, through through just con- consumer insistence, through user insistence, um, people just leaving and going off in search of other things and getting to hear about it, then uh, then I think that will start to to shift. Not necessarily to the loss of Facebook, by the way, because it's a it's a market that's growing. Just because Facebook, just because we gain. Users and gain hours spent on our platform doesn't mean Facebook have to lose it. It's um, you know, or that other networks have to lose because the market itself is growing. Our our uh, increased the arrival of Supernova <clears throat> is just simply part of um, or absorbing part of the increment that's going on in the market as a whole. Eh? It's growing at about you know, it's growing at a, at a comfortable percentage annually, even now, when there are like four or even five billion people. On social media it's still a a, a number that's going up annually
0: mm-hmm. I so yeah that's what a... i think
1: that's that's how i see it i see it as there being plenty of room for alternatives i think there should be alternatives <clears throat> and i think um you know the ethical alternative that we represent is is, is an essential uh, alternative
0: i was listening to a podcast um the other day and the women on it said that the best route forward for Facebook is to declare moral bankruptcy to basically say we're yeah. in over our heads we've like instead of because I think <laughs> it's not any kind of
1: bankruptcy that they're in any in any danger I think, yes so.
0: yeah I think Mark Zuckerberg's um his way of dealing with these questions about ethics or the morality of Facebook is always just to say um, well it's never our intention to do that and there's other mm. factors at play here and maybe his response should be um, we're in over our heads it was never our intention to like make yeah this i, I what don't it think is, anyone but...
1: would hold it i'm not sure anyone would hold that against him but really if he did say that because um you know i mean actually supernova is not setting out in any way to trash or to to to, to diss uh any other network by the way um it, uh that would a frankly would be a little bit too easy but also we don't see that as being consistent with our positioning. So we're not really here to criticise others, I I, I I should say. Um, so when I say this, uh, it's not meant in any way that's critical. It's meant to be slightly, it's meant to be more empathetic. And, and that is, yes, I think you're right. I don't think, I'm not sure that anyone would hold it against him or, you know, the management of that company for accepting that, um, I suppose, yeah, they have perhaps got a little bit in over their head. I mean, it's an enormous growth rate, isn't it? It's very hard to have kept up with it. It's quite clearly in some areas, gotten out of control. And, You know, who would be surprised by that, really? It's still a remarkably successful company. Um, For its shareholders, it's done incredibly well. It's provided a service to people, definitely. I think uh, it's done a lot of things that people um, have benefited from, you know. Perhaps in recent years, people have been very disappointed um, by some of the news that, uh, that surprised them, you know. And I think that's what's happened. And these things do happen. You know, nothing lasts forever. And they grew, they've grew. they grown to a really extraordinary uh, size. I mean, the Roman Empire didn't last forever. Things come along, things change, new ideas arrive. Um, so, you know, we stand on the shoulders of giants when we build supernova, because we're able to see with a vantage point where things went wrong. And one of the ways in which we think the current crop, uh, one of the ways we think they've gone wrong, is on an obsessive uh, drive for growth which I believe was brought about by a number of factors that you know probably probably not we can't go into now but um, just the pressures anyway uh, on them to grow so quickly and I think that's mistaken I don't think there's any i don't I don't subscribe to that I think that 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 is a recipe because it's greedy you know it's just greedy and um, the truth will out. There's no need for it. There's no point in it. Um, you know, social the social network reach of a uh, when I it, it, social network reaches are just insanely huge. Uh, as we said earlier, I mean, when I started in the industry to reach 18 million people with an ad on Coronation Street was like a huge number. I mean, you can't reach that number of people anymore with a TV commercial because they're all on social media or they're all on something else some other screen anyway. You would reach 3 million people with an ad in The Sun. I'm not sure you could do that anymore and you might be able to reach them on their app though. What I mean is that, you know, audiences are still there. um, And I think that People that you you know that the the people that need to to reach large audiences to understand that um, it's going to it's going to make for a you know well convenience comes at a cost that's basically where this is heading you know uh, it, it might be very easy to press one button and uh, reach millions and millions and billions and millions of people but the control that 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 the owner of that button then has um, you know. You know it it, it 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 can become it's a you know it's a double edged sword isn't it so so yeah I think that um, it's a company that's probably um, found itself um, I don't know if it's out of its depth but uh, I wouldn't say that necessarily but um, I'm sure they could never have predicted I can't imagine how could, how they would have predicted uh, the enormity of the popularity that they've they've had. Yeah, and I think that I think that governments uh, have stood by and held their coat, you know, as they've as they've gone along doing this. I mean, I've, why and how on earth they've never been regulated? I do not know. There's a BBC documentary out that I saw just this last week, um, called "The Instagram Effect," and I hadn't seen it. It was released in February. I hadn't seen it until recently, and I mean, I don't. I mean it's one side of the argument so you've got to make an allowance for that I mean it's coming from the BBC which is a pretty respected um you know outlet of course but it is this is only one side I think that um Instagram were invited to contribute but they decided not to um anyway um the content of that is you know it's pretty alarming um and <clears throat> Uh, I think somewhere within it, it it is pointed out, I think one of the, I think it's one of the influences that's talking actually uh, about, you know, how it's gotten a bit out of control, is really a governmental responsibility. And I think that's true. I think it kind of is. I mean, obviously, if you allow a company to get started, especially by quite young people, um, you know, and the pressures that will be on them and the ambitions they're going to have. Yeah, they're going to try and go for it. They're going to make it as big and successful as they can. That's their job. You know, of course they are going to do that within, you know, within the law, they are going to do that. So if uh, you need to change the law, then change the law. You know, I don't know why you're sitting around waiting, what they're sitting around waiting for. It's just bizarre. It really is. I, I-, I can't imagine that any other publisher because of course, there's some loophole that prevents that word being applied. But that any other publisher of any other channel anywhere, since the time of publication, would have been allowed to show s- the sort of things that you can see on uh, on social networks. It's just just appalling. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, it's um, it bewilders me. Anyway, yeah, I think that they that that should be sorted out. I think it should be more regulation. <clears throat>
0: Uh, going back to so, supernova so that mm. how do the algorithms of of uh, supernova work are they as a target to keep people scrolling is it to keep people's attention is it um to,
1: we have, uh, we have else? very yeah no we don't really use any out I mean look we 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 have uh the algorithm uh basis that we have is more to do is entirely attuned to the um you know, collection of and assignment of funds to the charities that you're supporting. After that, we don't force feed you any content at all. You don't get served things, you know, because one day you might look at a picture or talk about cycling. We don't for the next, you know, yeah. 500 posts show you pictures of bicycles. I find that a really infuriatingly patronising approach, apart from anything else. Just because I want at one moment say that, oh, I quite like that beach. I don't want to be shown the next 300 posts on a bit. I mean, I don't go onto other people's social networks. Anyway, this is one of the reasons. Um, <clears throat> just first of all, I found it immensely patronising that because for one moment, I think something that is all I ever think. Um, it's very patronising that I'm that unimaginative. That's number one. Number two. It annoys me that I can't find a post because chronologically it's not where it was supposed to be. So we have a chronological sequence of um, content. It is not algorithmically influenced according to what we think you're interested in or rather what we want to feed you. Um, That just doesn't happen. What you're seeing is very pared back. It's very authentic. Um, there are no filters, there are no algorithms of, of that type. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a very authentic experience that you get on Supernova. That's how we intend, at least for the while, to keep it. Unless there's some, you know, demand from our community to change it and make it more algorithmic, in which case, sure, we'll look at that if that's what people really want. But, you know, right now, you, you, you have a look at the th- feed, you will get served chronologically, whatever is coming in according to the people that you're following. There's the feed. And then you'll go to explore. When you go to explore, you will see what we, our human moderators have selected and are recommending because we think the content is good. That's us human people thinking it's good. From that, you select something. You might here find new people that you haven't followed. You might wanna start following them based on the content that you're seeing. And then our third tab is for supernovas. And here you'll see the absolute best on the network things that our community have awarded supernovas to for whatever reason they were awarded i know oh, very 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 un you know not a lot of um uh it's very o- organic in the way that it it works mm
0: how do you, what do you think's going to be, is there one thing you think will bring a big amount of people over to Supernova? Is it, say, like a celebrity endorsement? Is it someone like, is it someone big coming over to Supernova? I think or is just it just people hearing about it. Just right. word
1: of mouth. I think that's the strongest thing. I mean, yeah, there are, within that, there are certainly techniques. I mean, if we had the right uh, ambassadors and celebrities, and by right, I mean people that would authentic, have an authentic... Attachment to what we're doing in our mission. I don't just want to get half the cast of Love Island on here because people have <laughs> heard of them and they've got lots of followers on on Instagram. That's not my. Bet. It would be because um, you know they've got. Um, I, mean, I don't mind if the cast of Love Island join, but if that's because the, if they if they genuinely want to be part of it, it won't be because I've you know chased them all over the country to do it. And if they, if, if anybody on Love Island is listening and is a big supporter of any of the charities on Supernova, then you know, for goodness sake, get onto Supernova and recommend that your enormous following come and follow you on, on Instagram. Because if you do, and you should want to support British Red Cross or any of the charities that are on here, your being on Supernova will make a big difference. Your being on the other channels that you're on right now frankly will not, um, mm-hmm. so far as I know. Um, so I would say that, but that's that's because they want to. Um, and they will want to because they hear about it. So I think for the moment at the moment right now the most the most important thing is word of mouth. it's people hearing about it. It's more important than advertising. advertising which I know from a child donkeys is, it's going to have a role to play. it's kind of it's 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 likely to be essential <laughs> uh, because I think advertising is as brands start to look to be bigger and they start to look to become you know household names they look to become staples they kind of need to make sure that people hear about them and hear about them regularly and one way to guarantee it is through advertising but at this stage we're not we're not really at that stage partly because we don't have the budgets but also because we're just not at that stage as a brand we haven't yet um come anywhere close to a saturation point of the audience that i think is 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 likely to adopt supernova we're still in the very very earliest foothills of that particular mountain range. Um, so we have a long way to go yet in just simple word, of ma- oh, simple word of mouth, which is really the best. Because when people hear about you and then go and seek you out, that means that they put some thought to whether or not they want to use your product, use your brand, use your services. If they see an ad or they see a, uh, 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 an ad on, a, on another app, with an install button, they just go, Meh. you know, they're not necessarily thinking too deeply about it. They might download the app. They might look at it and think, oh, I didn't think it was about that. You know, I thought it was supernova. I thought it was about super something else. Um, And they've downloaded your app and then they they don't want to use it. You see what I mean? So to, 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 to go through word of mouth means there's a lot more conscious decision-making in choosing to install and start using your app. And then you have, a more engaged uh, member of your community. And that is very important to community building. It's not about the number of people. This is why I come back to this growth obsession. It's not about the number of people. That's not the first question that anybody should ask, really. It should be more about the, you know, the, 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 the you know. After a certain point, of course, there is a sort of bare minimum number, otherwise it's it's no good having 50 people, 100% of which are engaged. But a more important uh, question is really the percentage of people engaged that is actually using um, the app that have downloaded it and that continue to use it, that are retained, so engagement and retention. You see a lot of people on, uh, speaking of celebrities, you see a lot of them on uh, the other channels. I have to keep remembering to say the other channels and not naming them. But you see a lot of them on the other channels. And they might have a million, two million, three million, ten million three million, 10 million people following them. And you'll look at the actual engagement of their posts and there'll be 20, 30, oh, 20 or 30. In the case you get, well, take someone with half a million followers anyway. You look at their posts and quite often, you'll see 10, 15, 20, you know, maybe 30, likes and a few comments. I promise you, people get more response on Supernova. You know, if you, you know, regularly, someone with like 40 or 50 followers, here's somebody, this guy, 28 likes for his uh, post of a frog. Um, this is a guy who's got, you know, he's got about 115 followers. So he's got huge um, levels of, uh, you know, uh, uh, of engagement. And that I think is a more important, um, reference than, than absolute numbers and I think that this is what celebrities and in, you know celebrities would find if they come to Supernova and uh, when they come to Supernova they're going to find that those that they bring are really much more engaged partly because it's a bloody nice experience it's a, it's a pleasant place to come you know um, and so it's a pleasant environment for their content as well it's a, it's a good brand to be associated with if you're a celebrity and if you're an advertiser or sponsor and if you're a charity for that matter it's a sort of virtuous circle mm-hmm. that's that's its objective
0: what do you see where do you want supernova to be in the next five years well
1: i i want it to be um at a point where it has five percent share of the global market um and that's a big that's a big want you know but that is you asked me so that's what i want um that would mean uh, a 200 million uh, strong community uh, and it would also mean that we're donating you know a very significant amount something over I think in the neighborhood of a couple of billion um, pounds annually to the charities and good causes that we are um, you know that we're associated you know, that we're that are partnered with us so that's what I want and uh, that is going to take some doing um, but stranger things have happened uh, I've been looking back at the early days of the other social networks, um, just, actually just yesterday, to see how their paths went from the because the very earliest days, there's not, it's it's, it, it's almost like the dark ages for, for in the historic period of some of those because not that much was was said or recorded because of course nobody had heard of them in their first few years. Facebook is perhaps a little bit of an exception, um, but mostly you know they, you didn't get to hear about these these networks commonly widely until they reached 50 60 70 million users and then they took off like crazy because you heard of them so um, what can happen and what seems to happen is that yeah the first two or three years i mean they're still healthy uh they're in the millions but it's really once they get beyond a certain point that uh, that the network effect really kicks in um, so 200 million seems a lot, and it is a lot. There's no question about it. But if you get north of a certain point, then I believe it becomes um, you know, a little bit more straightforward. So that's what I want. Yeah, and ultimately, um, we'll see. But um, you know, Deloitte, I think it is, tells us that 80% of millennials only want to you know, use brands that align with their values and, and um, buy from um, brands who put others' interests first. Well, we are that brand uh in the social media world so it could be that our market is much bigger but if we get to a five percent share then i think we'll be we'll be sort of like pointing in the right direction
0: and so where can people download supernova and this will probably be a stupid question but where can people follow you and step to date with what you're doing
1: oh well then uh, so they can download supernova from the app stores you know either you know uh you know the apple app store or from google play please do it's there right now please just head along to your store and uh, and install uh you can find me on supernova at dominic so please do please please come to supernova and come and follow me um follow me there you can also find me on linkedin um dominic omara um i don't mind uh, giving them a reference to you can also find me there but please do but but, but best of all come to supernova and find me Find me there at Dominic and I'll be, you know, delighted to hear from you. Delighted, I'll be honored, honored to, to, to have you come and join us.
0: Well, Dominic, thank you very much for taking the time. I imagine your time is very valuable. Obviously, you're very busy. It's um, a great so, yeah, pleasure and it's very a much. very
1: important thing to do. To, 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 to uh, Great uh, to speak to you, Gregor. Thank you very much indeed. It's been lovely talking to you. You're a pre- tremendously calming uh, in, in, <laughs> interviewer, by the way. Uh, I've enjoyed it immensely. And if uh, uh, I, I can help you with anything else, please let me know and look forward to hearing this. And, you know, God bless everybody uh, you know, that's listening. Thank you very much for doing so. I hope you enjoy Supernova when you get there. I'd love to hear what you think of it. Um, but most of all, have a terrific day and, and, a, and a great and great lives and uh, and uh, I hope to see you in due course. See you soon.
0: I'm hoping in like maybe the coming years we'll do another podcast and we'll look back. Yeah, at why, don't and you've grown why don't we? Why do we?
1: Why don't we imagine we'll do this? Yeah, we'll do this periodically, uh, mm-hmm. and you can sort of keep tabs on the progress and see how we're doing against that five percent, which feels like a, honestly like such an enormous number. I can't tell you, but I think the thing is if you don't. If you don't set out for it, how on earth is it going to happen? That's the thing, mm-hmm. and you know you get more. As I say, I've had a look. I've had a look at the early years, and what I'm saying actually isn't that mad. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you look at, yeah. if you look at, I think Snap was at about forty thousand users after nine months, a year or something right. like that from their first proper seed infusion of money arguably we've still we're yet to get that first proper in infu- i mean we've had investments been wonderful and i'm grateful for, for all of it um they've had the, the snap had a bit more at the point i'm talking about so i think we will i think we'll i think we'll, we'll get there but look we've got to take it one step at a time but that is our goal since you quite reasonably ask so uh, there we are right.
0: yeah let's keep in touch let's do it again look forward to it Perfect. well all right. have a good day i hope it's productive and uh, yeah, yeah you I'll too you great okay. all right Hi guys, me again. Before you take off, I just wanted to thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. I also just wanted to ask if you could please like, subscribe, or follow wherever you're listening. It genuinely means a lot. I'd really appreciate it. And it's the number one way you can support the podcast. You can also stay up to date with everything concerning the podcast and the Struggle for Meaning newsletter on my social media channels. My Instagram is GregorSThompson on one word, and my Facebook page is GregorThompson-Journalist. And you can also watch the podcast on my YouTube channel, which is Gregor Thompson, all one word. All of the links that were mentioned throughout the show and these links to the social media channels and my YouTube channel will all be linked below. You can also sign up for the Struggle for Meaning newsletter by clicking GregorThompson.com below. And again, thank you very much for listening and I hope you have a productive month. Until next time, I'm Gregor Thompson and take care.